Welcome back to the Tom Bernard Show. Tom's arrival is imminent. I'm Bob Sansevier with Catherine Brandt, Andy Bernard, Cassie Schrader. We'll be right back. Do we do that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, darn tootin', we'll be right back. I wasn't sure about that. Boy, I'm really, he's never going to ask me to do this again. Good God. <laughs> we'll be right back. Bob. Walzer Automotive Group started in Minnesota over 60 years ago. Most people know something about the Walzer way. Upfront, no haggle pricing, work with one person from start to finish, or the free lifetime powertrain warranty on most vehicles sold in Minnesota. What you might not know is they are the only automotive group that is a member of the Keystone Club. They join such great Minnesota companies as General Mills, Target, Cargill, the Twins, Wolves, and Vikings in pledging 5% pre-tax profits to local charities. It's a great example of their core values. Do the right thing, display positive energy, be open-minded, and lead by example. So if you're in the market for a new or used car, check out walzer.com or stop into one of their dealerships. Please don't say, tell them Tommy sent you, because it sounds fake, and I hate it. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. We are back. The Tom Bernard Show. Tom's arrival imminent he's hanging out it's kind of like to us. he's circling the uh the airport <laughs> yes. he's gonna be landing any minute now and deplaning does tom talk about everything that i say on Pretty the morning much. show okay so <laughs> i really can't talk about anything because i just got some messages from michelle tafoy about nana goofy nana goofy oh, he, oh you didn't hear that part oh well um i was driving uh fawn to the birth center and i was like you know like Okay, what's going on? Traffic, why am I hitting every red light? And I'm like, I'm sort of, I'm talking to myself. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't want to miss the birth. I don't want to get in trouble, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, I can't believe all these stupid red lights. All of a sudden I hear this. (laughs) Nana Goofy. (laughs) So now your new nickname is Nana Goofy? Well, then afterwards, so the baby's born, everything's fine. I take Fawn back to her house, to their house, so that she can have... um, uh, a snack and have a nap hopefully and so i'm feeding her and she's just making me go through my paces it's like blueberries so i take the blueberries out of the refrigerator 
And I'm like, how many? So I'm making blueberries. No blueberries. So I put the blueberries back in, put them in the back of the refrigerator. Waffle. So I make a waffle. waffle. Bring it back. Waffle garbage. <laughs> I'm like, hmm. I'm like. She's oh, playing you. Oh, she's totally playing me. So I go through like five food stuffs with this. And I finally, I'm, I'm like getting, I'm like. Okay, you're just going to eat what I tell you to eat. And she's like, Nana's sad. And I said, I am sad because you keep on telling me what you want to eat and then changing your mind, and it's making me very sad. So she says, Nana, happy? I'm like, oh, no, I am not happy. So then she gets this little tilt to her head and this little coy shoulder raise and says, Nana, goofy? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just, you know, you're stuck uh, with that for yeah. life. <laughs> I know. Nana, on, goofy. Na, no, it's not. Na, it's, that pause is going to disappear. It's just going to be Nana Goofy. That's, that's where it's heading now. Would you agree, Andy? Oh, yeah. God. yeah it's, it's going down so that road. Michelle, Michelle Tapoya just tweeted me or texted me all of those things. So clearly Tom told this whole story already on the air this so morning. I'm guessing, and I guess it's... You could have left the kid outside in the waiting room. You were not in the birthing room, or were you? No. Well, we went in and out. As things got a little intense and fun. So fun was there for, fun was for there. the birth. Well, no, sorta. we didn't actually. Right before it was happening, and I kind of knew it was going to happen, she wanted to go out. And I wasn't going to have her crying and yeah, no. carrying on while they were dealing with that, <laughs> right? So I'm like, okay. So I took her back upstairs. They have this sort of waiting room up on the second level. It's an older house that's been renovated into a birth center. It's yep. a very nice uh, facility. So I brought her back upstairs. And I was up there for maybe seven minutes. And then she asked for um, mom again. So I brought her back downstairs. And she had had the baby. Mm-hmm. So you you were you so missed I missed the, the whole birth part, but I mean, well, you because know. you got everything else. Yeah, and uh, well, I mean, the baby, the one of you were one of the first few people, and as well as his older sister, that he has seen in his life. Yes, well, that's kind of neat. Yeah, very neat. I know that uh, when Sam was born, um, it was me, the doctor, and our first foster kid because we it happened so sudden in the middle of the night we couldn't call somebody at two or three in the morning. To take, hey, can you help? Can you watch the, our foster kid? We were on the room. First three faces staring at Sam were me, the doctor, and her big foster sister. Yeah, I mean, so, what are you going to do? Put it this way: it scared the heck out of this foster sister. She hasn't married or had kids, <laughs> so <laughs> she was, was old enough so, to. <laughs> it was something I think that made an imprint on her. She did not want to go through that one. So mission accomplished on that. Maybe on, that's on what we that should level. do for all girls under the age of. Yeah, let them 17. see what it's like to, yeah. uh, to go through that. But it was kind of neat. Now, um, obviously, you were at the. Uh, I was at the business end of things. When you're having the kid, it's different. But there, it, there's nothing like seeing that, uh, you know, that head cresting and the baby coming out. Except, we didn't go to the classes for Sam. I had no idea they can come out with the cone head. What do you mean oh. you didn't go to the classes? Well, you know, like you go to the birthing classes. Oh, you didn't do the Lamas or whatever they call them today? I don't even know what they're called today. I figured I had it covered. I figured I'm not delivering the kid. The doctor is. And we were told it's just, you know, it's a waste of time. Really? I think it's good to know what to expect. I wish I knew. I like to be prepared. Sam's head, I think, was nine pounds. (laughs) So they had to put put the, the little cap on her head to pull her out. Oh, yeah, yeah, So yeah. that's why she had the cone head, and mm-hmm. I didn't know that they came with cone heads. And <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, so is this 
Is it ever going to go to normal? <laughs> You're like, this is from your side yeah. of the family. It's American. We have enormous heads. My, my family has big heads, but you have Brobdingnagian heads. Now, anyone who's familiar with Gulliver's Travels would know the reference. Did, many people don't realize that. You've heard of Lilliput, right, in Lilliputians? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you know that the land he went to where they were, he was the small one? That was Brobdingnasia. I did not know that. So, see, you're getting a little bit of uh, Lilliputian, yes. Brobdingnasian We're background. nothing if not educational <laughs> so here. it would hate editors when I would write something and call it, it was Brobdingnasian-like or size, because none of them knew what it was either. Mm-hmm. I don't know why Lilliput could all the, uh, I'm guessing Andy knew about it. No? no? I didn't think I'd ever say anything you didn't know about. <laughs> oh, he's going to Google it, though. Yeah. Brobdingnasia. It's where they, he was little and they were big. <laughs> Which would make Lilliputians like deer ticks. <laughs> yeah. back the other thing. That's what they'd look like to a Brobdingnasian. So, but oh, it's, just... um, there is nothing like, I mean, <laughs> well, tell me, because this is to me, when the baby is out, what things can you remember that were more exciting than seeing now your second grandchild for the first time? It, there's just something of, of it's got to be that rush of immediate love that swarms over you or just comes over you. I think it's so weird because having your baby have a baby, you're more, to tell you the truth, for me, I don't know, maybe I'm different than other people, but I just was like relieved that everything I just was, okay. was relieved. It was like, yeah, everything's okay. We can go. Yeah, <laughs> we're just, done. We can take a breath. We can feel like you know because it's just you know. You just, I mean, because there can be complications and there can be sure bad things can. that happen, and you know, and when all of it's done and you're like, okay, she's home. I mean, she came home and I was there with Vaughn already. She I was home yesterday. She went home yesterday. Oh my! Wow, with, that is with, quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, within 14 hours, she was. You know, she started the whole process and was home in 14 hours. Wow. So anyway, I just, I, it just, just, I still don't think that I've processed the whole situation in some ways. Cause it's mm-hmm. just like, you you know, and her being late, you're a little anxious about that and hopefully everything's okay. And, and just now I just feel like I can just take a breath and, and enjoy the whole situation. I didn't feel like I could, you know, like be all loosey goosey about my emotions yesterday because i was dealing with fawn and making sure that she was okay yeah you got to keep your stuff together yeah exactly so you don't lose your mind yeah and become i mean obviously it's thrilling seeing him and just absolutely over the moon that he's healthy and everything's okay but all that other stuff is like within the next couple of weeks yeah (laughs) so i'll be able to hold him and he's gonna be you know it's just all different when they're out of the house or out of the birthing center and home so when this Feels morning done mm-hmm. <laughs> when nana goofy called to see if the baby slept through the night did the baby did the baby she sl- had to wake him up so that's really yep. oh that's great she has really easy babies for that stuff so. yeah charlie was a if i if i knew every child i was gonna it have makes was... us love you more when you're good babies <laughs> and <laughs> even better when you're 11 year olds if i knew every child i would have would have been like him as a baby i'd have 10 babies now, right. he was the okay. perfect baby if you don't would it, if you're okay with it you you were telling us during the break the nicknames for chupacabra was that one of them <laughs> no, was, was charbuncle char what was it uh, charpungalad chuppy okay. char well see i've called him charlie bear since he was born Okay. And that's how he got his football nickname is well, 
we had two Charlies on the team. And so every time the coach yelled Charlie, both of them would pop up. So I'm like, we got to come up with nicknames. And I'm like, well, I've called him Charlie Bear since he has been born. And Charlie looks at me, you're not calling me Charlie Bear on the football field, Mom. So we ended up going with Bear. So I call him Bear a lot. I like that a lot more. Bear. So is that your favorite nickname? Yeah. Okay. I just call him Bear. So is Charlie, you mentioned yesterday that you coach football. Is he the the, the kid you coach? Yep. I coach his football team. And you listen to her? Good job. She a good coach? Yeah. I'm actually, I'm not too hard on my own kids. I know how some coaches, they can be more hard on their own children. Right. I just. To make a point. I got to keep him in check a little bit. Charlie. Because he thinks he can maybe get away with a little bit more. She play favorites? No, I do not. So, like, you could be quarterback if you want. You could be anything you want. You can play anywhere you want. You get tired. Mom, I'm going to be over here if you need me. Actually, Uh, I, I could play the whole game if I want to. I usually don't get that tired. Yeah, I mean, he, he's pretty good about listening to me, and I know where his strengths are. So are you the head coach of the team? No, I last year Assistant. I was the offensive coach, and this year I'm still debating if I'm going to coach or not because of schedules and everything. Um, I think I might uh, dabble in defense, and I don't know. But, I, he, I mean, he can play either side of the ball, whether it's defense, offense. So, and... Charlie, how many times has she grabbed your face mask and pulled you in and yelled at you for making a mistake? You ever I've, do that? I've had to do it a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see that photo. <laughs> well, okay, been... Charlie, are you taller than your mom? Uh, You're pretty close, right? He's a slightly taller than me. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't mess with them too long. <laughs> I know. I would. I'm gonna. It's gonna be so odd for me, like trying to yell at my kids when they're like six feet tall, and I'm down here pointing my finger up at them. Because my oldest boy, uh, Jackson, he's who's like five six now. Yeah, he's way taller than How me. How old is he? He's fourteen. Okay. He just turned fourteen this last Sunday. And what, the there's one more or two more. I just have one. Younger, younger okay. one who's six, and then we have Dave's kids who, are, and actually one of them, Linus, just turned sixteen today. With twelve, you oh. get egg roll. Was that the name of that movie? I think so. Is and cheaper by the dozen. <laughs> yeah. You have a dozen, do you? No, we have eleven. People, Seriously? All between both of us, yeah, we have eleven kids. Okay, wait a minute. You're contributing three to this, so yes. he came in with eight. Yep. Good lord. I know. Wow. <laughs> It's fun though. So we'll, when you're done, you'll have sixteen, seventeen. No, we're not. We're not going to have any more kids. I don't think it'd be fair to the other ones. They Charlie, don't want wouldn't you like a little like, no. sister or little brother? No, Max is already enough. <laughs> That's like my my son Spencer saying things like that. Well, for, Catherine, I want. Is it because I again, even though people think I'm a grandparent, I'm not. <laughs> is it? I would think being a grandparent is the best of the world because. <laughs> You could leave the kid when you don't. I mean, you got <laughs> him when you want to have that fixed, but you just leave him. Last night, okay, so I, I I was on duty for, I don't know, from 8 something, 8.39 until I got home like 6.37 last night. Okay. Something like that. And I was on the way home. I was like, this grandparent gig is great because I don't have to deal with the baby up all night. Yeah. Now. <laughs> this is awesome. Well, you, yeah, you like sort of drop in when it's happy time. Exactly. It's like, they when know. do they nap again? <laughs> I'll make sure to show up right after they're in, have had their nap so they're in a good mood and I don't have any crying. It's great. All right. Now, I, you mentioned you made like five things for her. 
and she didn't want, right? Yes. Okay. So fine. How yes. many times, did, as a parent, because that would never happen with me, did you make five things for Andy or Alex where you actually got to number five? Because then they I said no. I didn't do that. I just gave them whatever they were going to have. Exactly. I think Alex probably and Dan would do the same thing. No, my appetite when I was a kid, I would literally eat anything, even if it wasn't food. Yes. So. Oh. He yeah. ate like, like a stormtrooper. Yeah. It was I ate all sorts of weird stuff. He could eat like three. What were those double? Burger things from Burger King. Big Macs? Uh, Whoppers? Whoppers. Three Whoppers, plus the French fries. Yeah. Well, you, you All your life, you must have had an incredible metabolism. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I was in. I was super thin until I was like 20, yep. despite the fact that I, was, I would just constantly... I would buy a bag of Kit Kats and just eat the whole thing. Have you... Well, you've <laughs> never had like... You were, well, I'm putting on... Have you, I mean, for you, it's not putting on pounds. It's putting on an ounce, if anything, because you still well, look... I mean, you're still... You're not scrawny to, by any means. I mean, you're, you look like you're in pretty good shape. I have to pay attention now, though. I can't just go and, you know. Do that bag of Kit Kats yeah. like before. Uh, growing up so yeah. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I never had that that thing with the bag of Kit Kats because that would have showed up right well, away. I just got a list. Uh, Wendy, our friend Wendy, she just uh, sent me another message saying that Nana Goofy is much better than Bop Bop Poopy. So he told <laughs> yes. that story too? Yes. Okay, you guys did hear that. Was that yesterday she would name it? That's uh, been a name for a while. No, Bop Bop Poopy was because Tom was... She walked in on him? No, it was oh. from yesterday. No, Tom was sick. And so Fawn wanted to know where Bop Bop was. Oh, it must have been on FaceTime or something. Um, so I said, well, Bop Bop isn't feeling well, so he's, he's not at work today. He's, he's sick. And she was, Bop Bop, Bop Bop, owie? And I said, no, Bop Bop has, a, has some tummy troubles. Bop Bop's poopy. So, oh. now, <laughs> so now she's saying, Bop Bop poopy? Boy, today was a big day for getting lifetime nicknames. I know. Because you know what's going to happen. We should have come up with some much better ones. Your grandson is just going to pick up on Nana Goofy and Bop Bop Poopy. So I guess Fawn has learned adjectives. Yep, she's getting she's getting them. Mm. I, I also love, because Tom has mentioned Bop Bop. She tries saying the P. That's a tough probably letter for a kid, right? For a little kid, the P, like Pop Pop. Yeah, because she calls her other set of grandparents Graham. Uh, she says something. It's not Grandma. It's like. I don't know how she says it, but she or in grandpa, but she doesn't get the peas. Yeah, I don't know why that's a hard one. Well, I've already uh, like, S's and P's are hard for little kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm getting so oh engrossed in talking goodness. about this. The the Tom Bernard Show. Take a quick break, and we'll be right back. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. 
Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable, stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. My pillow is offering more than 50% off his four pack special, which includes two premium my pillows and two go anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first my pillow. If you already know how great the my pillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. All right, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm back after a baby being born and taking a day off when the baby wasn't born and then I took a day off when the baby was born and I went to the Smile Network event today. And, Busy week. Oh man, it's wearing me out. Uh, special guest today. Jeff Fozer, thanks for having me. And you brought along with you. Uh, Mike Adlovich. Mike Adlovich. There he is. Lucky him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll be right back uh, with part two, hour two, Tom Bernard Show. What? Oh, did you already do that? This is part two. Oh, I just wanted two. to make sure. I just wanted to make sure we didn't do an intro thing or whatever. <laughs> Catherine's back now too. We, I was hemming and hawing a little bit, waiting for Catherine to get back. You know how she is. In any case, <laughs> what was that? Okay, bop, bop, poopy. Yeah, you. Thanks for that, by the way. That's really nice. Now I get my granddaughter refers to me as bop, bop, poopy because of you. Yep. Which wasn't true, by the way. That's how I get back at you. Passive-aggressive things. This is my life, man. Yeah, so Small things. To explain to people, I, I took Tuesday off because we thought baby was going to be born Tuesday because he was already, what, was five or six. I was not pooping. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, honest to God. Why me? Sorry. Why me? That's what I'd like. Who's our other special guest? Oh, that would be my son, Charlie. Oh, it's your son, Charlie. Yeah, okay. he wanted to come in today. Don't watch your mother work. It's a yeah. bad idea. No, it's not true. Um, but in any case, so yeah, that's where I was on Tuesday. And then yesterday, uh, right after the show was over, I got a call from my lovely wife saying, I'm down at Alex's house. She's on her way to the birthing center. And uh, so when I leave for the birthing center, I'll call you so we can meet there. Um, now, I, I decided, you know, I may as well just go down there. i wait for her there and then i ran into dan's mother and does Catherine call me and tell me when she's coming down no she sends me an email or it's a text, a text message. message text for message for god's sake the text message says <laughs> and this is a complete text message i'm leaving oh <laughs> now a wife should never send a message to her husband that says i'm leaving Oh, you insecure men. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, it's my fault. Insecure men. Jeff, you thought you... it took long enough. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, finally. <laughs> my goodness. I, I, I was expecting this years ago. Royal oh, Comedy Theater tomorrow night at 8, Saturday at 8 as well. Yeah, man. Plus, he's a local guy from St. Paul, so support him. All right. You heard what I said. It's going to be a great Father's Day weekend of shows. I have four kids. I have a lot of material. How old are your children? 
Oldest just turned 16, and then the, the, the other two are spread out pretty good. 14, 12, and then my youngest is 5. Whoops. 12. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're all the same. Right. Same thing. That's right. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're all attacking their children. Oh, anyway. my God. Yeah. <laughs> um, ballpark, how old are you? Uh, just turned 43. Oh, you don't look A couple 43. days ago. Oh, well, thank you. I, mean, I, um, I actually don't know which way you're going with that. No, no, no. Because <laughs> when I, they, you know, I saw your picture, and you look a lot like your picture anyway. But um, I thought, well, I thought you were about like 35, something like that, 33, 34, 35. Yeah. I, so I thought, man, you had kids when you were like 17. <laughs> <laughs> in my 20s, you'd think I'd have more gray hairs. It's, they're starting to come out in the beard before. Yeah, in the beard they are. That's yeah, true. Yeah, that's all that right, though. That all works out in the end, so things are good. And Mr. Adlovich, things are good with you. Yeah. Dad I'm just, of I'm the just year. here to make sure we talk about our story slam tonight. Oh, I do want to hear about it. Yeah. What is it? I don't know much about it, but we're doing our first story slam. What do you mean you don't know about it? It's <laughs> I, your I know club. they have those moth story slams right at the Amsterdam that pack in. Oh, yeah. And so I think people are coming. They're paying five bucks to get in, and then they get to make us laugh and cry. So what is that? I don't know. Maybe Jeff knows yeah, more what's about a story, story slam. slam. No? I don't even know. No well, one knows so, what a story slam is? Well, sure. It's, I mean, it's a people, huge thing. People get together and they... They tell stories in they front of people. They tell stories. It's like, um, you know, uh, it's like theater mixed with poetry reading. Yes. I think. I'm I've sure never ton, done it. I just, I'm tons just of doing people are going to be there. you got to get there early. Really? I don't know. I would. Well, it's brand new, so <laughs> It's I mean, our first one. They better some... come. Otherwise, we just cancel things right away. That's kind of nice. Everyone better come Friday night for Jeff, or maybe we won't have Saturday night. I'm going to bring you. Threatening? Oh my God! You won't get a story slam unless you show up. <laughs> you better show up tonight, and no more story slams. Yeah, come on, Jeff. Yeah, I know. It's I got to start pulling people no t- in. No Todd Glass next week. No one comes to the story slam. We're canceling the whole weekend. Todd, Todd Glass, Glass is not coming in next week. No, he's coming next week. Oh, I'm just say. making empty threats. Full of threats today. Full he of is threats. Full of threats. Phil Proctor today. said to say hi, and he. Sorry, oh, he Phil Proctor. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I am. I do apologize. He was well, great. You had him on today. Oh my God. He's such a great guest. Yeah, he is. He's got so many stories. Did Bob talk over him? Mary, Mary Mack and Tim Harmston say hi, too. I was oh, on the phone God. with them today. The yeah, I told them I was on the morning show yesterday, and, then, and, and I'm on my way here, and they were like, oh, Mary said, tell Tom that uh, I've been trying to get back on the show. I have been so busy. So oh, she misses you. She, they they they're shot. always busy. What are they busy with? They're, they're always very busy. busy. They're traveling around. They're doing great. I so, guess so. Why don't you put Krabby Dad of the Year? I don't, it's my anniversary today, too. Oh, it is? It's our 10. And I'm here instead of swimming lessons. You got married on Flag Day. <laughs> yeah. I like, we had, like it. flags on the tables. And I like it. Fa- we're big fans <laughs> of flags. We did a bonfire with flags in the center of them. <laughs> okay. Honestly, I'm so no. glad I came back. Are yeah. you glad you moved closer to Costco? Yes. yes. Oh, and, Andy's really glad we moved yeah, closer I, to Costco. I'm going to go to Costco right after this. How was the scramble? Oh, Did they raise a lot of money for Smile Network? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, that thing was sold out like there was no tomorrow. They built a brand new clubhouse at Brookview. It oh, is they did? gorgeous. I mean, it's 37,000 yeah. square feet. They have a restaurant there now that's open wow. to the public. They gave me a menu to give to you. So we could go to a movie, go by there and have a little something to eat. But, yeah, I went out there. It was totally sold out. I ran into a bunch of people that uh, that come every year. It's wonderful. Nice. You know, Dennis Kudak from uh, from First National Bank of Elk River comes every year. They they support it. And Jimmy was there. And a lot, tons of people were there. Good. 
Glad to hear it. Yeah, it's been it's very very successful. And there was a guy who actually had the surgery that spoke, and he did an extremely good job, a really really good job standing up there. And so I just I didn't tell my my story again this year because last year the people left, but I don't think the people who run the show didn't think it was all that fun. Very quickly, here's the story. So a few years ago, this is a true story. This is a story slam. It's a story yeah. slam. It's my first story slam. That's right. what they do. People go tell their stories. This is a taste of what you're going to see at Royal Comedy Theater. Yeah, right there. You get yeah. a taste of what you're going to see. So they're in Guatemala a couple of years ago, and they're on their last day, and this 80-year-old man, this is a true story. I'm not making this part up. This 80-year-old man comes in to the, the hospital or wherever they were, wherever they were set up, and he's got a cleft palate. That's what they, they do a wonderful job with it. And he asked if he could have the surgery. And they said, well, we don't usually give the surgery to people your age, but tell us your story. And he said, they said, why do you want the surgery after all this time, 80 years? Why do you want the surgery now? And he said, I've never eaten a meal with anybody else because food falls out of my mouth when I eat and I choke a lot because of, you know, this, that, and the other thing. Um, Somebody's phone's ringing like a madman. Oh, it's mine. <laughs> what a shock. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, in the middle of the story. What is it? Story slam? Story slam. Right in the middle of story slam. So they said, well, yeah, you know what, actually, if, yeah, he just said he just, he, nobody, he's never eaten a meal with another human being. Yeah. So that's why he wants the surgery. Wow. True story. Not making this up. So I'm telling this story last year at the event, and I said they gave him the surgery, which they did. But there's kind of a downside to the whole thing. I said, as it turns out, the reason that people wouldn't eat dinner with him was not because of uh, his cleft palate. Turns out the guy's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> they did not see the humor in that at all. The, the crowd did. Sure. The, the crowd thought yeah. it was okay, but they're like, oh, sorry, Charlie. I forgot you were here. Life's a narrated movie, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, exactly. So I, it, so I did not tell that story this year. There were no story. There no storytelling. It was just praising Smile Network, and they were raising all this money. Kim was there. Kim was wearing uh, Kim Valentini, who runs Smile Network. She was there, and she was wearing about six-inch heels. And I said, "Really? This is how we're, we're coming dressed? Golf, golfing? Is she golfing them? No. Oh. She goes. These are my running shoes. I said, What? Uh-huh. She says, yes, I, you should see me running through airports wearing these shoes. I said, oh, yeah, okay, well, whatever. But, yeah, I saw a bunch of people that I hadn't seen in a long time. It was a very nice event. But, That's uh, impressive. I'm really slow in heels. Yeah, I did see yeah. that. It's not yeah. I love watching those. You know, they have those races where guys for charities that the guys have to wear high heels, and that's it's hilarious. It is they funny. fall on their butts all the time. It's great stuff. It is very, very funny. It's absolutely true. No question about it. Did you it. say something? I said that sounds entertaining. Oh. <laughs> uh, it all depends. I actually did hit one shot at the golf tournament. Oh, you did? Yeah, because uh, the force I was with at the time, they had hit a beautiful drive, but then they had to chip like 60 yards. And the closest one after they all four of them chipped was about 55 yards away. Oh. And I'm like, mm. So you had to contribute? I said, you know, I could just 
throw a little help to you here. It's not that I'm a phenomenal golfer, but I'm better than that. Right? <laughs> I thought I'm better than you. So, so we chipped it up to about 12 feet, something like that. And oh, nice. They still missed the putt. Oh, well. So no they still so bogeyed the hole. <laughs> no, it was a very nice, beautiful day. I mean, it's a gorgeous day today. Yeah. It was supposed to be cloudy today, and now it's partly cloudy. Oh, nice. I thought we were supposed to get sunshine for the next week, but what do I know? No, it's supposed they might. Uh, well, it's supposed to be sunny, partly sunny tomorrow, and then a chance of thunderstorms. We've had on, so. we've had clouds for a week. I'm sick of it. That deal. Um, so, Jeff, are you, do you talk politics at all in your head? No. Oh. Good. Good. No, I don't move. like to do it. Um, I don't blame I, you. You know, it's not part of my. It's not part of my everyday, and so right. I'm just suck. telling stories about being married, having kids, any observations I have. No politics. Good. I like to keep it light. I, I want to have fun. I, 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 yeah. I love watching comics on stage that make me feel like we're just hanging out in a living room. I know. And I try and do the same thing. And it's uh, yeah. it, it, and, and Royal Comedy Theater is perfect, intimate space. It is. You know, it's a great space. It's got you know, uh, little candles on the table. Everyone's close, and we're hanging out. It's really fun. It's like being in here. Yeah, that's how it should be. Yeah. That's how comedy I mean, this should. is romantic. That's right. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. He's sitting next to my wife, so that's nice there. That's well, great. sandwiched in between you two. That's, <laughs> that's right. Very you're kind of, yeah. you're kind of sandwiched in. That, that's for, that's well, we good. like to give the comedians the mic because we know generally comedians like like having a mic. Oh, sure. Well, yeah. I was expecting something I could stand up and hold, but <laughs> this is fun. This will do that. Kid, you know? yeah. <laughs> you can do that whole deal. And, um, I wanted to ask you, Tom, have you, had you ever thought about in your career trying stand-up because i know I was, I everybody in your family is funny i've heard you talk about that before and you you you're are. very funny well, it, was very it nice something you ever tried or thought about i i never i've you did I've it been once a host. right yeah. yeah yeah you did okay um and i do it in vegas we kind of tend to do that sure and, and that whole thing but I, the only reason i didn't is because uh i would have had to travel a lot yeah and my mother you know being older and then we got married, and then we had children, and then I just it wouldn't work out anymore. Sure. And it was a good, I was offered that good job, so I just. Well, yeah, well, you had a radio career right off the bat, so. Yeah, I did, from the time I was 18 years old. And this show's been on, the morning show's been on now for, in its 33rd year, so I just. Well, and even before, even before 18, you had a few years before people stopped hiring you, and then you got back into it. Oh, yeah. Like that early did 70s, happen, yes. Early 70s. It I was think, in yeah. the early 70s. It was in the very early 70s, exactly. I, I was uh, 18 years old and went to work at KSTP AM radio, which was a big radio station at yeah. that time. And I got a 20 share at night, and I thought, I'm a... I'm really good at this. Yeah. Never considering the entire station was really doing well, so sure. they were kind of carrying me. Huh. But I didn't think about that. So after a few years, plus I was making zero money, so I thought, I'll just go across the street and show them how it's done. There you go. Got killed. Oh, man. And then I couldn't get hired by anybody in radio, so I went to work at Capitol Records for six years. You did iron work, too, didn't you? I did, yeah. I was an iron worker. What was that all about? I did iron work at the same time I was I doing nights. I wish I would had video of that. That would have been something to behold. I'll tell you one thing about <laughs> some you... iron workers, not all iron workers, yeah. but some iron workers. Charlie, block your ears. <laughs> Life's an R-rated movie. So I had, I had long hair then, and this so this was you know I was 18 years old, and yeah. so it was 1969, right? It was the summer of love and all that. So. A couple of iron workers come up to me one day and they say, 
They listen. I mean, we've been talking to the guys and want to ask you a question. <laughs> I said, yeah, okay. Are you queer? I'm like, what? That, that's the word they use. They use the word queer. Sure. Are you queer? I'm like, no. I mean, you I, said it depends how much does it pay. Yeah. Well, how, much, <laughs> how much money you got on you? But, uh, oh, God, we got to take a break here, but we'll be right back. We'll turn it over to Jeff right after this. He is at Royal Comedy Theater Friday, Saturday, 8 o'clock, and we'll be right back. <clears throat> Jeff Hoser. Next, Tom Bernard Show. We are here with Chris Lindahl. What's the latest? Chris Lindahl Real Estate, the real estate brokerage, is finally here. We've declared our innovation independence. Your innovation independence? <laughs> you're, you're dressed independently today, I will tell you that. That's you look good, man. You look great. <laughs> Thank you. And we also have something super exciting for KQ listeners. We are going to give away a free listing side commission now through June 29th. How does that work? So, so we're going to sell someone's house for free. What? Yeah. That's yep. pretty good. Yeah, and it's just a way of saying thank you. And KQRS has been amazingly supportive to the Chris Lindahl brand and now to Chris Lindahl Real Estate. It's a way for us to say thank you. It's also not a bare bones offer. So everything that Chris Lindahl does to get you top dollar for your house, we're still going to do. And we're going to do it potentially for free for one listener. Now, how do people get that done? How, how, how do they qualify for the – was it a drawing or what is it? Yep, so it's, so it's a drawing. So you can go to chrislindahl.com. That's Chris with a K. And you can click on the free listing side commission giveaway tab to sign up. Or you can call 763-401-SOLD. That is a wonderful thing. And when, uh, when do they need to do this buy? So the deadline is June 29th. June 29th. And how do they do it? They go to chrislindahl.com. That's Chris with a K or call 763-401-SOLD. And I just want to say thank you so much for all of the support during our transition. We're super excited and we're bringing innovation to another level. It is a wonderful thing. Chris Lindahl. Thank you. You're a good man. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. That's right. This is a different version of this song. No, this is, I think, the original. This is the animals, right? Well, yeah. no, it's not the original, but it's a yeah. different. That's the animals. But it's a different version of, of the animals doing that. Yeah, song. I think it's like one of those uncut studio. Yeah. I yeah. like those. Those are kind of neat to go back and see, especially when they had the writing process of the song. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of neat how to see how those things come together. I love classic rock and music from the. 60s and yeah, to go absolutely. back and look at that. And Have you been watching the 60s uh, on what? I don't remember what channel it's on. They're they're doing 60s music, uh, and it, what's kind of sad actually is that a lot of the original people mm-hmm. are on the show performing live, and none of them can sing any longer. I know. I mean, they so just sad. can't sing anymore. They're uh-huh. well, most of them are closing in on 80, I think. Sure, and they're like. Hey, Mr. Tambourine Man. That's just sad. Well, at least they're still doing it. I mean, That's they right. could be sitting no, at true. home wallowing, saying, hey, I'm, I'm insignificant anymore. I no, don't do music. True. They're still out there trying their best. You're I absolutely right. It's a, it's a, it, I, I still love the music. There's no doubt about that. 
So you're a creative director at an agency in St. Paul. Yeah, uh, a little shop uh, right across from the old Union Depot in Lower Town. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, spent a lot of time growing up in Lower Town. I love Lower Town. Ainsley Shea, and there's about 10, a dozen of us. It's PR, advertising, marketing, web, print, uh, digital, everything. Anything you can think of. I would, at this Smile Network event I just did, I got to talking about this, because people asked me, why don't you do voiceover anymore? I said, well, I had a 30-year run, which is pretty good anyway. Not bad. But uh, the, the, the smaller business generally goes to non-union employees now because it got too expensive. Yeah. And the big stuff goes to Hollywood actors. And in 2008, I think was the last year. I still do some of it once in a while, but uh, when I I don't work every day at it like I used. To. I, mean, I used to put in 40, 50 hours a week doing commercials. Yeah. You know, living in traveling to Chicago and living in New York and going to Los Angeles and unbelievable. But um, it here's how this is a true story too. And I told it. I told this at the at the tournament by coincidence today. I said, here's the reason that I stopped doing uh, national stuff and stopped traveling to all these towns. Because I would go in and do an audition. And I get a call back, oh, they loved you. I said, oh, that's nice to hear. That's good. Which used to mean you got it, right? You're right. good to go. I said, well, that's great. That's great to hear. Uh, so are we going to do it? And they said, well, it's down to three people. I said, okay. Yeah, it's you. Paul Newman and Gene Hackman. Oh, uh, uh, okay, good luck to me. Yeah. So, who do they want to hang out with? Yeah, who do they want to have lunch with, <laughs> Paul Newman or me? Yeah. So it literally, the business changed that much that it went to the, the smaller stuff went non-union and the bigger stuff all went to Hollywood actors. Wow. Uh, and for a while I did exchange like I started doing Hewlett Packard after Richard Dreyfus did it. So I would replace some actors because I guess they didn't have pleasant experience <laughs> dealing oh, with sure. Hollywood well, actors. Well, and probably once they had a successful ad campaign, the actor probably raised the stakes by yes, that's about exactly. $100 million or yeah. something crazy. Well, well, I, I remember, God, what was her name? Rosa, Ro, God, the woman that was in White Men Can't Jump. Oh, Rosie Perez. Rosie Perez, that's mm-hmm. exactly right. I remember I was in studio, and the guy was producing my spot. This is in New York at the time. And he's on the phone. He's going, well, does does Rosie Perez want to do it? Okay, well, yeah, that'd be great because that's who we want to hire. We like, we think she'd be perfect for this commercial. And she knows the rate. Well, she has her own rate. A million dollars? No. A <laughs> million dollars? Wow. Uh-huh. You're going to have to sell a lot of vacations or whatever she was doing. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's like, no. But she just disappeared. Maybe it's because she priced herself out of well, the market. Well, maybe some people are just like, unless they're going to pay me a ton, I'm not going to do anything. That's exactly what it was, but then they didn't do anything is the problem. It's just they ended up not doing anything. I thought I just saw her on something. Oh, did you really? Because I haven't seen her in a long I found her voice to be so annoying. Well, she got her claim to fame being on Soul Train. She was she one did? of the right? dancers. She was a dancer? Oh, really? Yeah. So that same with Jennifer Lopez. She was on. She was uh, on, yeah, in Living Color. In Living in Color, Living, yeah. yeah. Yep. She was a dancer on, and didn't look anything the same as she does now. She didn't. She had a much bigger nose. Mm-hmm. I do remember. I was like, Funny. oh. Yeah, she work. hasn't really been on anything. Rosie Perez has Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. She just. She was in that movie that was shot in St. Paul, or 
Minneapolis, South Minneapolis, the one. No movie. Oh, uh, Untamed Heart. Yeah, she was. Oh, in that. I love that. Movie. That's the last thing I think I've seen her in, and that's that at least in, ten years in, ago, maybe twenty. Yeah, that was over know. by uh, Our Lady of Lourdes Church. Yep, yep. Yeah, over Jim. What used to be Jim's Cafe hmm. back in the day. Uh, that was a great movie. So you grew up in St. Paul. Yep, still live there. And you still live there. Yeah, we talked about that. You love St. Paul, and I understand that. They're That's making great. it so you can't leave St. Paul, though, with all the road closures. Yeah, <laughs> you can't get out of the city. It's true. You can't get out of the city. It's a problem. Yeah, they should put in a, a sky tram so we can oh, get back be and great. forth. That or would a, actually or be... an underground pneumatic tube system like <laughs> sure. at the banks. I, I like mean, that. San Francisco's got the barge. You can't drive there anymore. they got the barge in San Francisco. They could have one here. I don't see any problem with that. So did you – oh, so you were in a band. We, we talked uh, – about you being in a band, and we at KQRS played your song, yeah, and people loved great. your song. I, that was my first call in to a radio station. I just I, you put me on air. I was like, "Thanks, guys. <laughs> it's so cool that you're playing." And this is 20 yeah, years ago, yeah, playing my a long song. Time ago. Uh, and then you kept playing it for you know a couple of weeks, and then I remember stopping in and uh, bringing a box of donuts, a uh, dozen donuts, oh, and one bagel for Galfant. And one bagel, <laughs> yeah, that's bagel for Galfant, absolutely. 13, so that's that's called a, a Jewish baker's dozen. <laughs> a Jewish baker's dozen, or <laughs> a uh, and uh, that no was the first time I met you, Tom. I had I had dreadlocks down to my waist. Yeah, I, I was such a, I I was such a punk hippie kid. And, I don't know about uh, a punk. You're yeah. a very pleasant person. Well, thanks, and you've always been super kind to me. Well, so this is great, man. I'm glad that we're doing a reconnect. But we we honestly got we we talking off the air about this. No matter who you are, what you are, or whatever, it does not pay to treat people poorly because 20 years later, it's going to come back and bite you. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. There's no reason to treat people poorly. No. It's no. not going to work out. No. Michael asked me, you want to do a little <clears throat> do a little radio? And I said, with Tom, anytime. I love yeah, that's him. Wonderful. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, it's very kind. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got a long history of working together. That's a good thing. Yeah. Are you going to play the song at the... Uh, Royal Comedy Theater. Well, maybe I'll bring in an old CD. We'll see. I'll, uh, I'll we pl- can't plug in CDs, but I can plug in Oh, iPod. okay. Well, I don't know if it exists uh, <laughs> any uh, other way. Here we go. Well, I've got one last vinyl copy uh, from back in the day, but we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, I'll get yeah. the record player out. God, I was talking to Nick Mason today from Pink Floyd about he, he's releasing all his stuff on vinyl now. Cool. Because everybody's releasing their stuff on yeah, vinyl, which is really smart, I think. I, I, I think it's a wonderful plan, a wonderful idea. And Nick Sounds Mason, the best. I, we're just talking about when I was a kid, I would go in and buy a 45. Mm-hmm. And if I liked the 45 a whole lot, I'd buy the album. Yeah. And then, oh, all of a sudden there were double albums. Yeah. And you could open them up and there'd be liner notes on the inside. It was, they don't have any of that any longer. Mm-mm. There's no such thing. And everybody can get, get their, their recording done. You can definitely go on the Internet and record music and, and put it out to the people. Mm. Marketing is a different story. Yeah. That's a whole different deal. I don't like the fact that uh, a lot of the young acts, like say, when you like twenty years ago, if if you would put your music out on on the uh, internet, the one problem is is like, oh well, let's check. Oh, Jeff only he only has fifty thousand followers. We need a hundred thousand followers now on Facebook. Yeah, it's like, come on. So you can't even get your career started unless you well, have a hundred thousand followers. You can buy followers, and you can buy followers. So That's it, the other thing. It's all such a scam. I don't know. It's it's an interesting business. You st- Do you still play ever? You know, I did just get together with a couple of guys to play just for fun. I, I, I haven't played in a proper band or on stage in years. There's no such a thing as a proper band. You're right. You're, especially <laughs> the ones I was playing well, with. Yeah. 
I, I just watched the thing on uh, the breakup of the Beatles, and my yeah. God, those guys just Lennon and McCartney hated each other. The yeah. last three years, they were still together. So sixty. 8, 69, and 70. Those two were constantly battling. How many years were they actually together? About 10. Only 10? Yeah, from like 1960 or 1959 to 1970. About 12 years. Wow, they put out a lot. Oh, my God. Uh, We were just talking about that, too. (laughs) What uh, One great thing about music is, uh, after World War II, the United States took over manufacturing for the world because everybody else got bombed into oblivion, like, England was bombed into oblivion. There was no manufacturing going on. The economy of England just tubed after World War II. And the Beatles brought it back. They brought billions of dollars back to it because then the Rolling Stones broke. And then, I mean, you go down the list, Eric Burden and the Animals. Those bands brought billions of dollars back into the British economy and saved that country. It's really cool that teenagers in a band saved the economy of England. Yeah. Isn't that cool? That is Amazing. great. That's what music's supposed to do. Yeah. You know, that's what comedy's supposed to do, right? We were talking about the most powerful people in comedy right now. There's an article about it that appeared this morning. And oh, Chappelle, really? of course, is at the top of the list. It, yeah. No no question about that. They said number two, though, was Tina Fey, which kind of mm. surprised me. That doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise you at all? No, no she's, she's very political. No. everything. She yeah, she's so yeah. Many yeah, she's a producer and yeah. she's got everything going. But she's amazing. There's a lot of a lot of powerful comedians now. I mean, well, first of all, Dave Chappelle did the blind white supremacist, which is the greatest <laughs> bit of all time. Unbelievable. Nothing will ever top that bit. Yeah. I just oh my god, and uh, Big Jay Okerson did the final touch up. I don't know if you know Big Jay or not. I don't. No. He's very funny. He's a comedian. Really funny guy. I think he's on Sirius radio, yeah. too. I'm pretty sure he's on Sirius. But uh, he did the final touch-up on that, that thing. Wow. And he said, just looking at it, I was like, my God. what a, It's, a, <laughs> it's a, a piece about uh, a young black kid, born blind, and they put him in school with a bunch of white kids, and then they interview the principal who says, well, you know, we're down here in the south and everything, and he's blind, so he didn't know it. So we weren't we weren't about to tell him he was black. <laughs> <laughs> so he never knew he was black, right? So he becomes a racist so in funny. the deep south. It's phenomenal. It's one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my entire life. But yeah. is that? I mean, being in a band and doing comedy and all the rest of it, you you got to have that somewhere in your head that I want to make a difference. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I just just uh, anything entertainment of any kind. I mean, yeah. and it's easier yep. doing it's 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 harder doing comedy, but I'm not lugging gear around and I don't have anybody yeah. else's schedules to work with, so well, that part's uh, better, but um I, I get I'm so moved by great p- powerful voices. Yeah. Um I, I like to think that um, you know, when I find mine, and I think I have a little bit, yeah. um, that I can make a difference. I mean it's great to talk with people after a show. Yeah. I don't like to disappear. I want to connect right. with folks. It's and, very uh, smart. Uh it it I, I, I love the laugh. So all if right. we can all get together and in a big room and there's hundreds of people laughing, it's fantastic. Well, again, it feels good. Social media comes into that because you're not laughing at a whole lot of stuff on social media. Mm-hmm. Everybody hates everybody, it appears. Yeah. So to for them to come and see you, well, Minnesota, first of all, might be the greatest place on earth to do comedy 
because Minnesotans love live comedy. They just absolutely love live comedy. So the fact that you're from here, I mean, the whole thing is just wonderful. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I mean, that's the whole deal. Do you, do you ever talk about that in your act? Cause talking about the fact that you do want to make a difference and you did when you were in a band and you do mm-hmm. in comedy, I think that's fascinating. Cause I don't think most people understand that's a big reason why people get into comedy. Yeah. No, I've never talked about it on stage. I just, you know, making it happen. Of, yeah. Uh, if you think about that, because I think people would be fascinated by that. I think you're right. Cause they don't know that. Mm-mm. I don't think they always just always been funny and that's just the way it is. And it, well, there's other parts to it as well. Sure. Well, you get you get a following, you get people paying attention, and yep. then you can you start saying things that are a little more real and things that are really in your head and in your heart. And oh, uh, Bill Hicks. I mean, you yeah. look at Bill Hicks. He definitely wanted he wanted everyone to know what he was thinking. Absolutely. And I love Bill Hicks. Don't get me wrong, but he got very political. Yeah. Which I don't think people want to see now. You know, yeah. there's a little bit of it, I guess, going on with some people, but. I don't know. Is there a, who's the, who's the biggest political comedian right now? You mean besides Roseanne? No, Roseanne. That <laughs> that was a little beyond political. Even that was. I got. I tend to have to agree with Tom Arnold. There's a little mental illness yeah. going on there. You know yeah, what I mean? That was going on since day one with her, though. That's, that's what he what said. I, I, I yeah, was, he's I've always, been she's thinking always about been that. Crazy. Is it? I mean, attacking her the way that she was attacked. I mean, obviously, what she said was completely wrong. Yeah. I mean, that aside, though. If she's mentally ill, I agree. Do you give a person a pass? Well, you don't attack them the way they did and fire them. I think that was way out of line. But then Tom Arnold says she's never going to stop. Hmm. So then you have uh, to fire. Okay. Her. Mm. You know. So I don't. Know. I just don't understand why. If they knew that she was mentally ill going into the reboot yeah. of the show, why they didn't just tell her you tweet anything or anything? <laughs> well, that, that would it's be over, good. and I don't care yeah. if it's you know happy birthday. Just no. You can't have an account. Probably yeah. true. You just can't tweet while you're under contract with us. All right, we will take a break here. Jeff's going to stay with us, which is great. Yeah, I'll hang out. I think it'd be wonderful. Catherine, are you hitting the road on? I am. I've got to go and check on the new grandson. What? Oh, so another night I'm eating alone. Huh? No, I'm just going to go see him. You could go check on the new grandson no, as well. No, because by the time I get out of here, it's going to be rush hour. It's, that's not yeah. happening. Baby's not worth rush, rush hour. hour. <laughs> <laughs> really, no kid's worth driving in rush hour in traffic. Not a rush hour in the summer in Minnesota. <laughs> now, what, if you're going to be down there, maybe I will come down and we could just... Am I dressed well enough to go and grab a bite at Layla? Yes. They're not going to want to haul the baby. No, I'm Alex talking about you and me on the way home. Oh, oh. Uh, See, like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were I'm talking about. Jeff. You just had birth, gave birth yesterday. Let's go out to dinner. <laughs> uh, no, I meant when you and I are headed back home. Oh, but well, then Jude. Let's just see what's. Yeah, see, you'd have to go get Jude. I'm not going to get you. All right. Well, then we're not doing it then. Okay. Okay. Well, so I'll I'll be I'll be eating alone again. I guess it's another night of uh, you know just having breakfast cereal for dinner. Okay. Well, we talked. Hey, about we did talk about that. <laughs> I, I love how he, he he jumps right into it's all about me. Oh, it's all about me. More of me now. He doesn't, he doesn't even know. Day. Doesn't even know the, the plan. But all right, we're, we're way over. We're way over. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Tom Bernard. 